Hey everybody, welcome back to the show, and this week I'm meeting with Nate, and we're talking about simulation theory. This is episode one of that. We're trying to break things up into about a half hour intervals, so enjoy episode one of simulation theory, and we will hear from you soon, I guess. Enjoy everybody. What is that? Is that a Paps? Paps Blue Ribbon. Oh yeah, PBR American buddy. Pale Ale. PBR buddy. Welcome back, everybody. What is up? What is up? Look, what look, in look. The freak is up. Light, dude. Things have been going great here at the podcast. Thank all of you who have been interacting with us this last week. Look, all my homies on Twitter. Look, you guys are awesome. You agnostics, you atheists, you free thinkers, you ex-evangelists, even if you're evangelist, if you are full-blown charismatic Christians, I feel sorry for you, but nonetheless, thank you. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. <laughs> and everyone People who's been... the Twitterverse. Twitterverse. Yeah, man. You gotta love the the Twitterverse. It's its, whole, it's, its, own, it's its own thing, man. I gotta say, though, man, I love the community. It is so cool. I'm not on Twitter, so I'm I feel removed like, from that universe. I feel like no one starts using Twitter because they feel like it's too complicated. It's like a whole different, like you said, it's a whole different universe. You have to get used to it's, it. But it's, it's too hostile, man. I get enough hostility I think so. from Facebook. Join if you if you join the right communities and get involved in the right hashtags and stuff then you don't have to worry about that gotcha. like i stay out of all the political so it's all shit about sanctifying yourself within the system yes all right sanctification my dude sounds like an awesome cult <laughs> let's do it no but it, it really is cool but shout out to everyone um who's been retweeting uh following we're over 200 followers really excited about that facebook's doing well too we're getting close to 200 on there, too. Slowly growing, guys. We are slowly growing. We kind of miss... Most people, when you start a podcast, you do it in a certain way to where you get a lot of exposure when you first start. Yeah. Because that's how podcasts work. But we kind of neglected that. So now, here we are, like a year and a half in, and we're just now like, hey, we should be marketing. Hey, yeah. we should be on social medias. Yeah, well, not to be super hipster about it, but we started this in the most organic way I can imagine. You know what Too I mean? Too organic. Like it was so, We're like, so baseline organic that it didn't grow quickly because we didn't put the miracle grow in it. Yeah. Which, you know, it's not organic. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think it's kind of like it grew for us. It's been great for us, but yeah. it's like we're a cornstalk in the middle of an empty field. Yeah. You know? So now we're, we have to... I don't know. But anyways, things are going great. Thank you, everyone, for your support. Um, today, we're going to talk about quantum mechanics. We're going to talk about uh, non-locality. We're going to talk about materialism versus idealism. You know, guys, we're going to talk about simulation hypothesis, otherwise known as a simulation theory. And it's going to be a fun conversation here. It's something that I've been wanting to talk about for a while now, but I feel like I really just haven't known anything about it. So this last week, I've been doing a lot of study 
studying. I'm there doing a lot of studying. There you go. <laughs> Use whole words. You've been Keith. studying English. <laughs> yes, I, I'm trying. You know, <laughs> I you know I've been looking up, watching YouTube videos, looking up documentations online, looking up stats and everything. It's been really cool learning about this because, yeah, man, it's been something I've wanted to get into for a while. Anyways, before we get into it, I mean, what's been up with you, dude? Yeah, um, I've been really busy, man. Um, we've lost uh, hands at work, so I've been pulling a little extra weight. Been out of state a lot. I was damn. Who's losing their hands? Um, well, you know, we uh, <laughs> the company I work for, which will remain anonymous, is actually um, radical Muslim. Um, ah, so, so someone gets stopped. Any time somebody uh... steals a nut or a bolt people just start losing their hands it's crazy you know what i mean so um i've been blessed to get away with all the stealing i've done I oh still okay have my hands but gotta love part, that sharia that's law part of why i'm always yeah exactly it's that's <laughs> part of why i'm always out of state i'm running from the authorities of, huh. my, of my company so i don't lose my hands but um that's that's what anyway, you do it. uh that's one way to enter the podcast with a very uh, gloomy uh, Sharia law. <laughs> we entered the podcast with Sharia law. There we there go. go. Um, but no, I've been good. Um, shot my first deer about a month ago. Ooh. Been dealing with the butchery of that at, at home. And I've got the uh, skull that I'm cleaning up right now for making a European mount to put in my man cave that I'm one, one day going to have, hopefully. Ooh. <laughs> Other than that. Um, man cave like this? Yeah, pretty much, man. You got a almost man cave. You, your your curtains are a little female, and they are uh, stereotypically female. And your thing you did for hey. your wife over here is adorable, isn't it? Though it really is. It's cute. I made her a crafting corner. <laughs> it's cute, man. For all you, all you men with wives or wives with wives, you know we're, we're all inclusive here. <clears throat> for for all you people with with spouses, or if you're a man and you like crafting, yeah, dude, whatever. I have a decent crafting if you, level. If you have a spouse and you want to do something nice for them and they like crafting, build them a crafting corner. Yeah, dude. Do it. Cool. Turn, the, turn this podcast off right now. Go out there. Get a power saw. Make a table. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, like I, I said, into it. <laughs> like I said, we're going to get the simulation hypothesis and we are not scientists. I am not a quantum physicist. I am not a cosmologist. So this is going to be very bad. Keith is not a cosmetician. I am not a cosmetician. <laughs> <laughs> is that like a like an alien politician? No, that's that's like a is that an actual that's word? like you you cut people's hair for a living. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, is it? Yeah, like you work at a spa and you give people manicures yeah. and stuff. Anyway, Keith is about to sneeze, so nope. let's take this forward, Keith. Knock it out. So just, just so people have a little context of my exposure to these theories, only that which has been talked about on Rogan, on the Joe Rogan experience, if it hasn't been talked about on there, I have okay. no idea what simulation theory is. Well, luckily, I have so, all the stats here. Or the Matrix. I've seen the Matrix. Oh, I gotta love the Matrix. So there's that. Don't take the blue pill. Okay. Uh, simulation hypothesis. So in this modern age of science that we live in, we're seeing a correlation between the digital age and reality pretty much um, in the sense that we see a lot of the way servers run, games run. I, run, I play a lot of video games. Um, I know a lot about connecting to servers 
and starting up servers, starting up games and stuff like that. And we have a lot of the same correlations that we see in nature that are super hard to describe. They're super hard to understand because our laws of physics don't work with some of the things that we're seeing as we're looking around now. You know, you have things like quantum entanglement and non-locality. And even when you're talking about the Big Bang, science still cannot do Like even, you know, scientists who are, you know, starch atheists and, you know, totally believe in that everyone, it's pretty much central to science now that the Big Bang is what started the universe. But we still can't describe how that happened. We don't know where all the material came from. We know that there was a huge explosion and the entire universe was formed in one one to the 44,000th power of a second. The whole universe exploded and was created. And we know that, but we don't know how that happened. Um, And there's a couple different things we'll get into. But first, I want to get into the basis of this argument. Um, hypothesis or this hypothesis, simulation theory, simulation hypothesis goes back a lot further than modern day. It actually goes back to like Roman times and, um, you know, those really smart philosophers, those guys that, you know, sat back in their robes and contemplated the universe on what's going on on Mount Olympus, you know, I don't know. But, uh, so you have this classic debate of, Plato versus uh, Democritus, and pretty much Democritus. Democritus. I was gonna say yeah, that's probably how it's pronounced. Democritus. Yeah, I, I always say those those Roman names. Democritus. Democritus. <laughs> he is from West Virginia. <laughs> look, look, I was in West Virginia all weekend, guys. I blame it on that. <laughs> You're good. But carry, carry on. Yeah, Plato versus Democritus. Okay, so Democritus believed in materialism. Um, and materialism is saying that material is primary above anything else. What we can see, you know, that matter is primary above anything else. Now, Plato, he was an idealist. He believed in idealism, which was saying that consciousness was primary. What we're aware of is actually more important and is how things function rather than materialism. Now, they didn't have simulation theory back then, but they had the basic concept of idealism. They had kind of the initial, or the uh, the initiating question that would become modern-day simulation theory. Yeah, which is yeah. insane how smart these guys were that they could see, they could conceive an idea like that back then with zero science. Okay, um, so just, just, just to clarify... Democrates was the all physical guy. Yes, right? he was a materialistic. Plato, right? Yes. Plato was the idealist. Yes. Okay. Plato, idealist, yeah. Democrates, materialist. Okay. Yeah. So basically, this argument goes way back in time. And uh, so, a few things to get into. What would that be? Like 300 BC? Or something. Uh, It'd be BC, right? No, I. I mean the whole the Ro- the Greek was. Was a, this Roman or Greek? Roman. I believe it was. I think it was Greek. So it's probably pre-Jesus. 
don't know. That's a good question. It's probably be, something we should have looked up beforehand. Yeah, it's, but. It's, I'm pretty sure it's BC. But anyway, good. Yeah. I I have no clue. But, uh, all, all to say this is over 2,000 years old, probably. Yeah. This debate. And they were able to yeah. have the conscious thought to, <clears throat> yeah. to even think about these things, which was amazing. So a few things that... They're not proof of the world being I, the universe being idealistic or uh, a simulation, but some things that kind of make you think. Some things that kind of uh, go beyond materialism and what we can actually explain. Um, so one, we have the Big Bang, which, like I said before, when you compare that to a game server, um, say like. An example that people use a lot is like The Sims or GTA 5. You've got this big mega server that people are connecting to, like GTA. And what you have is you have the processor, you have the server that everything is connecting to. Everyone who logs into GTA 5 online is connecting to the server. You could use any image. You could use WoW. You could use ESO. You could use... Anything that's like an MMO, like a massive multiplayer online type game. RuneScape Mobile that just came out less than a month ago. RuneScape Lite. There you go. But everything is connected to the server. And basically when the server turns on, everything is created. And this happens every time you start up your game. Basically, my computer is not aware that WoW is running. My WoW character, should I say, is not aware that he exists until I turn my computer on, the servers connect, and then the entire universe, per se, starts. And that's kind of how that works. So... Let me... Can I stop you there for just a moment? Yes. And maybe you'll get into this, but I think the the primary issue I've always had with the idea of simulation theory that all this could be more or less fake is if you're using the analogy that we are in a video game essentially are we to assume that it's possible that for something that is artificial in nature to even have like conscious intelligence because when we think about a character in a video game as mm. cool as it is to watch from the outside in, we know that we created it, and all that stuff that's going on on the screen, for instance, isn't actually conscious. So it's always been kind yeah. of a strange concept for me to imagine, oh, we're just in a video game. Well, it's a cool idea, but well, are we to assume that the characters in a video game are actually alive? They can actually feel and think. Yeah, I mean, two things to that. One, we don't know what type of advanced ai if we are a simulation we don't know what type of advanced ai we would be based off of like we know that we have modern we have our modern day video games there's no way they could ever be aware um because we just don't have that kind of technology but if if we were being run by some advanced ai some super high-tech programming then yes i think that's a theory it, it has to be something super high-tech Gotcha. Like, so it basically it goes. It should go without saying that to even believe that the, that that is possible. Obviously, for something like this, this realistic, um, with all these different dimensions, it would have to be 
like the most unbelievably high tech thing you can imagine. Yeah. Way far above what we in our own simulation could ever create. Well, the thing is there are multiple dimensions we can't see. Yeah. Like scientists have, can derive an eight dimensional, an eight dimensional cube. Now we can describe it mathematically. We can even describe a four dimensional cube mathematically but we could never actually perceive a four-dimensional cube because our eyes, how we function here on Earth, we can only perceive three-dimensional objects. So there's actually up to eight-dimensional objects in our universe, but we we just can't see them. We can't perceive it. Um, and uh, two, this can kind of point to kind of what we were talking about a couple weeks ago when we were talking about um, we can't, I don't really feel like part of me feels like our brains are never going to actually be able to define literal truth because there are so many things that we just don't understand every since we've been on earth as conscious thinking humans, we've been trying to figure out where we came from. Science has tried to figure it out, theologians, philosophers, everyone has tried to figure out this question of why are we here? Why do we have conscious thought? Why do we know we're going to die one day? Where are we going to go? Everyone's tried to figure out, but no one has been able to figure out. To me, that hints that there might be some kind of like just mental block in our system, whether we are like a digital system or whether it's just in our DNA or in our brain. Like, I just don't think we're ever going to be able to reach that spot where we know 100% that anything is true, which is kind of, yeah. it depresses me about religion, you know what I'm saying? Because I want to f- I want to follow in life what I believe is actually true, and more and more I look into it, I find myself becoming more agnostic than drawing closer to a god. I mean, I have to. Because I just, I have to admit the same. I just I mean, don't know. I do still believe in God, uh, but I do have to admit that um, my certainty in um, any specific beliefs I have about that God are definitely lessening on a weekly basis. Yeah. Um. So to 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 play the Democrates card, that same Democratis. Limit, yeah. Democratis. <laughs> Democratis. Um. Yeah, to to play his card, so to speak. Okay. Uh, that same limitation that an idealist believing in simulation theory. Yeah. So just to just to play that Democrates card, I think that the same question of you know that same theory that we have this limitation uh-huh. mentally that is blocking us from being able to perceive the realities of whatever those things are. Like, can't you say the same thing about it in a natural realm that our physical limitations of a natural brain don't allow us to literally wrap our mind around the complexities of the physics of the universe? Because it's it's slightly... It's, it could be. It is slightly, regardless of how smart we are and how sophisticated our scientific methods are and the equipment and what we can do and all the great minds that go into it, it's slightly 
arrogant, I think, to assume that the laws of physics have been nailed down in our understanding, you know, to say that yeah. certain things that we haven't found explanations for that seem to deny our current understandings of the laws of physics, that that just has to be something in the idealistic side of things, that spectrum. It has to be a simulation because it doesn't make any sense within the physical realms that we know to be true. Yeah, I mean, that the argument goes both ways. That's yeah. why it's been going on yeah. for so long. Albert Einstein, up until the day he died, he worked for 30 he worked for 30 years trying to disprove idealism in the simulation theory because they were very smart. I mean, people look at simulation theory like it's a joke, but there are literally Nobel, there were Nobel winning scientists, multiple of them. They are the ones that started this theory and found the science for it. Oh, goodness. It's friggin' loud. Stop it, Ben. Uh, anyway, yeah, Nobel-winning scientists are the ones that formulated this theory. And it was based off the ancient idea of idealism. Anyways, so to go into kind of like not the proofs, but the uh, the things that could... <laughs> the things that could be used as evidence to support the claim of um, simulation. So you have the Big Bang... Obviously, it works on a digital sense. does not work on a material sense because from a material aspect, we cannot describe what happened before the that Big Bang. It doesn't disprove that it could be natural, though, just because we can't describe it. No, it doesn't disprove that it... Ha- it doesn't disprove that it happened. It says that there's no explanation materialistically for what happened beforehand. Okay. If all the material, all the energy that will Which ever- I believe. Yeah. I just don't point it just towards simulation in the traditional sense. I point it toward God. But that's okay. Continue. Yeah. Continue. I mean, simulation theory isn't even disproving God either. Yeah, I mean, if God is the initiator of the simulation, which yeah. in a non-video gamey kind of way, I, I can imagine that, that that's I definitely mean, and, a theory. <laughs> but then that goes into the question, like, is God really good if he's looking down from a... Oh, that's definitely on the table. From a computer <laughs> screen. The morality of God yeah, yeah. is definitely on the table. Whether whether it's a simulation or whether, you know, he created this universe out of ma- matter or whatever, like, I mean... Yeah, I, I'm definitely more on the, the side of uh, thinking that sh- should my belief in God be accurate, that he's more of a yin and a yang kind of thing than he is just a yeah. God of ultimate good and no evil. I, but g- continue. Uh, you have that's, a, that's another topic. <laughs> the idea of a pixelated universe, and we have a lot to go into. Um, the idea of a pixelated universe, the fact that everything is broken down into photons and protons and neutrons and electrons, everything down to the smallest bit comes down to these, um, you know, equilateral to a freaking, you know, equal to a, a, a pixel on a computer screen or something like that. So that's another sign that the wor- that the universe could be a simulation. You have programming, laws of physics, stuff like that, the speed of light, which is another sign that the world could be a simulation. Uh, the fact that light has a maximum speed that it can achieve before it is halted. Um, I was watching a video of a guy pretty much saying that the fact that mac- that light has a maximum speed um, 
could hint that there's a processor that's being that's that's running everything and the limitation just cannot be breached um, so all of these things kind of point to the fact that there could be we could be in a giant simulation and there are guys who describe it way more eloquently than I do where it makes a ton more sense and it doesn't sound completely stupid when they say it sure but those are kind of like <laughs> the things right there that that point to we gotcha. could be a simulation. Gotcha. Okay, so to segue a little bit, yeah, um, to make this a little more relevant to our group of listeners. So, good idea. Um, hey, everybody! Thanks again for tagging along on this episode. We very much appreciate you listening. If you're getting anything out of this that's what we're going for we're not trying to get famous we're not trying to get rich we're just trying to solve these questions and really just dig into it why are we here what's going on is religion a part of it is philosophy science whatever are there other theories that we can get into that would explain our existence i don't know but that's what this show is about and that's what we're trying to get into so if you enjoy this head over to facebook like follow Join our group, get involved if you got other ideas, other topics. If you're an agnostic and you enjoy the show, an atheist and you enjoy the show, a Christian, an evangelical, ex-evangelical, whatever you correlate yourself with, if you listen to the show and you enjoy it, let us know. Head over to iTunes. If you don't like it, let us know. Head over to iTunes. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, anywhere on Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, you know, that, that includes uh, CastBox and... Uh, all those other ones. Podcast Addict. I don't know. You could find our HTTP, our URL, whatever. But I thoroughly hope you enjoy this show. If you've got any comments, concerns, questions, let us know at pilgrimsandprodigals at gmail.com. And until then, keep uh, you know, keep questioning, keep thinking, and you'll hear back from us soon. Bye-bye now.